And welcome in, everyone. This is Catfish on Ice, episode 167, with Chad Minton, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins, your host. As we're watching, the Predators about to win their fourth game in a row. I don't want to jinx them. There's still a little Ooh, time seven left. seven minutes. I know, seven, right? If, if, if the Preds minutes, end up losing this game, <laughs> the Preds end up losing this game, then just go ahead and fire me into the sun. Ooh. But um, they're up three to nothing right now. We are going to give you live game reaction of the Predators versus the Ottawa Senators. Uh, talk about what we've seen in this game so far. Talk about what is changing for the Predators yes. as of late. How are they turning a corner like they are? We're going to get into that. We've got to talk about the penalty kill, guys. It's really sticking out to me lately. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but it's been a key area where I feel like they've shown dramatic improvement, and it's leading to some of these wins recently. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Good stuff. And then, it's always fun. We did this last year. We're going to do it again. We are going to go back and look at our preseason predictions. I went back and listened to that episode a few months ago. Oh, I bet that we, was good. We did this segment before any hockey was played yet in the regular season. I couldn't even remember some of the pr- predictions that I had made. So I went back, listened to that entire segment. We're going to update everyone on how our predictions are looking. Some of them don't look very good at this point. Other ones look pretty good. We will get into that. Also, what is that in the background? I, I don't know. What is that noise? It's, I think it might be uh, my phone that I forgot to silence. Oh, oh well, all go. good. Is it mine? I, it was. It was tripping me out. I was like, it's I my phone. Going on. My bad. And then bad uh, podcast etiquette. It's all good. <laughs> and then all. we will. We got to talk about the Titans, guys. I know we are a hockey podcast, but they completely. Are given predator. If you're a fan of both teams, which I am, I feel like both of my professional teams are going down the same dark, lonely, cold road. <sighs> Man, and I, don't know. I it's that time of year where a lot of football fans are going to start shifting their focus more to the Nashville Predators, and so jump on board, jump on board with us. It's a good time. The Predators, you are our only hope to. To do something special for the Nashville sports market, we need you. We're counting on you. Well, we, we put you. a we put a poll out there on Twitter a couple of days ago, right after the Titans had gotten eliminated from the playoffs, or they didn't even make the playoffs, but they got eliminated from making the playoffs. And sent out the poll, very basic question: Which team is further away from winning their first league championship? The Titans Oilers franchise has been around for 63 years and has never won. That's crazy. I never Super Bowl. That. Whereas the Predators franchise, 24 seasons in, not nearly as long. But we will break that down here in episode 167. So let's get to it. Let's Do open it. the floor up here on what we have seen in this Preds game as they continue to lead 3-0. First thing I got to say is this game opened up very hard to watch. The Predators were completely discombobulated. They couldn't even get out of their own zone. The the Senators were buzzing all around UC Soros, and it was almost like, once again, Soros had to bail them out for a little bit until the Predators could finally start finding some rhythm offensively. Kyle, what have you seen so far in this game first? I think you've had a lot of good defensive play. Um I mean, Fabro's even made a couple of good plays. I'll give him credit where credit's due. Um, Yossi and McDonough continue to be just a a holy crap good pairing. 
because McDonough is so solid defensively. Like, that guy is willing to put whatever on the line. The man just got a plate put in his face, and he's still standing right in front of every shot. Yep. It's it's remarkable. He's Dude done has yeah, he's he's done it tonight. And I was and Nino took one earlier and I thought it was McDonough and I was like, oh no. Oh, uh, maybe that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Uh, yeah, you're right. They yeah, I good. saw the two and I was like, no. You're right. Uh, I was but, like, please don't let it be in his face. But, but they're yeah. taking good defensive play and making uh good offensive plays off of those. And I think mm. that's the biggest deal. Uh, that's how they were able to win the last two games is they were transferring good defensive plays into good offensive plays. Uh, you've got guys like uh, Parsonen, who's now got eight assists in the last what, five or six games. And he's up to 10 assists on the season now. So as a yeah. rookie, he is distributing the puck. He's doing what a center is supposed to do. Exactly. Yep. And most of his assists are coming off of um, plays where he stole the puck from somebody and then dished it to one of his teammates. So yep. it's good defense leading to good offense. And that's that's the main thing that I'm seeing. And UC Saros is the freaking goat right now. So, <laughs> how, so guys, sure pretty big milestone here over the last two games. Saros is now up to 100 saves over his last two games, if we count the 64 save performance <laughs> yeah. that he put up against uh, the Carolina Hurricanes a couple nights ago. He's got 36 saves tonight, so that gives him 100 saves exactly mm -hmm. in the last two games. Sure. Just insane stuff from Soros. I mean, it's, great. it's it's good. Listen, this is why well, I've always bad, I guess. this is why I've always said that David Poyle is never going to blow this thing up and commit to a rebuild as long as he has UC Soros in net. Because when you see Soros do things like this, mm -hmm. then you better believe you don't want to face the National Predators in the playoffs. Yep. Oh, because yeah, this is the this is the kind of stuff where a goaltender can carry a team to a Stanley Cup, and it's happened in the past. So when they get hot, man, get it's hot impossible. Right it's it's impossible to say you're going to rebuild when you have that man in between the pipes doing what he's doing right now. Mm -hmm. And you have players who are starting to come into their own, so which is a good thing. So. I don't think you're going to be seeing any kind of blowing up anything unless they just start tanking right now. But if, I just if, don't the, see if the Predators can go ahead and take care of business here in the last three-plus minutes and secure this win, then it will be their fourth win in a row, and they are right on the doorstep of, doorstep of being back in a wild-card spot. Mm -hmm. They, If you take out the Dallas Stars game where they gave up a goal within the last minute of regulation – then this team would have a 10-game point streak going right now. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got to – I saw the turning point is definitely the December 19th win over the Edmonton Oilers, a game that I was in attendance at. That's the game where I feel like something was, was, was flipped. And you can say that was Tommy Novak's season debut. So, give Tommy Novak some love here because ever since he's been in the lineup – the Predators have been winning games, and they've been in games. They definitely haven't been blown out in the games they have lost in that stretch. And For going sure. up against some really quality competition in a couple of these games, too. That Carolina Hurricanes game, man, I mean, they oh should have lost that game. Obviously, oh, they, yeah, should have 
they should have lost that game in under normal circumstances by like three goals, probably. Hey, oh, man. it should have been close. Yeah, for sure. I think one of the good things with these games that have been happening is he finally split up some lines and moved some lines around, and he seems to have found a good combination. You know, everybody always talks about wanting to keep this line together and this line, and this guy needs to be here. I think it's just the chemistry is what needs to to happen. And it's exactly like you said, Chad, they flipped a switch like overnight. I mean, it's just like you watch this game and like they're crisp pat. The passing is one of the things mm-hmm. that sticks out the most. It is so on point right now. And, it, and you know, the first quarter of the season, well, up until the Edmonton game, just horrible, horrible passing. And But uh, they seem to have turned that around, so. Yeah, the Senators have emptied their net now, so they're in desperation mode to try to make something happen. So we'll we'll see what happens here. Um, mentioned the penalty kill just now. Uh, penalty kills five for five tonight on the Senators, and we're talking about a top five power play that the Senators have. They were fourth in the league coming into this game in power play percentage, and you've held held them to zero for five. That is some pretty impressive stuff. Now, obviously, when you have a goaltender like UC Soros, that can be the ultimate weapon for any penalty kill. But I don't think it's just great goaltending from UC Soros for why the penalty kill is doing what it's doing lately. Colton Sissons is a big one for me that's been Mm -hmm. standing out. That dude is so calm, cool, and collected whenever he takes face-offs. And that's the key to a great penalty kill is winning those – offensive zone face-offs to clear the puck and burn another 20, 30 seconds mm-hmm. before uh, before the Senators can get in or any team they're going up against. That's that's huge. I mean, 0 for 5 on the power play, on a top 5 power play unit, that's your key to that, – that's why you're winning this game 3 to nothing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and why you've won the other games uh, in your four-game win streak you got going, for sure, yeah. against against – Good teams. That's that's the the key. Um, you know, the Hurricanes are an incredible team, and the Capitals have been on a tear recently as well. So that was an impressive yeah. win as well against the Capitals. That was a back and forth game. That was a really entertaining game to watch. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel good going into that game on no, the back end no, of a back to back. I thought the Predators were going to come out extremely gassed. Yeah. and not have a lot of energy, and I figured the Capitals were going to pounce all over them. But, again, another really commendable defensive performance there. Um, held the Capitals to 32 shots on goal, much better than the 67 shots they gave up the <laughs> night before. So, <laughs> we'll, say, so we'll take some improvement there. Take some improvement there. Um, so the, Predators, the Predators are give up the seventh most shots per game in the league. So they get roasted regularly when it comes to shots on goal, which is why UC Soros is definitely this team's MVP by a long shot. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have him with the way all this is going, they're they're a lottery team without UC Soros. They are a top 10 lottery pick team without UC Soros. Pretty close, yeah. 31 seconds, Predators are on the power play again. Yeah, I looked over and I saw Preds empty net and I was confused for a second. <laughs> It's a yeah, new strategy, guys. Here. Soros um, up to 38 saves now. He's trying to get the shutout. First one of the year if he gets it, 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 we might have just his, jinxed it. 
Yeah. <laughs> he might have dispersed it. Are you serious? No, I said we might have if we said. Oh, that. I thought you said the same. No, 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 oh, no, 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 they did not. Surely, but, they, surely they won't give up a shorthanded goal with 10 seconds uh, left in the game to ruin Sorrow's not Nashville. You, Never. You've watched this team your whole life, right? I, I have, unfortunately. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I have. You know, you know, you know what could happen. All right, so Soros gets the shutout. Oh, first of the season. Unbelievable. He's deserved so many others. 38 you know? saves now. i got to update that at the bottom. 38 yeah. saves is where he finishes yep. the night after having 64 saves in the start before. And, I mean, we're coming up on another back-to-back this week now against Toronto and Montreal. Ooh. I would have to thank you throw Soros out there against Toronto on Wednesday. And Absolutely. then you, you start Kevin Lankanen against Montreal on Thursday. You definitely Actually, need. I don't even know – because Lankanen has played so well yes. that I would put him out with anybody. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, have to, I agree with that. But you sure. got to ride the lightning right now, and the lightning is UC Soros. I mean, True. I know that there are other players on this team that are making good things happen. Philip Forsberg is definitely entering the best stint of hockey he's played this season right now. I mean, 16 goals now in the season, scores tonight. That was a really good-looking goal to seal this game. He could have easily passed the puck off and tried to make the fancy move, which we've accused this team of doing mm, too much. Too many passes. But Saros is like, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, knock this right between the pads of Cam Talbot, and he gets yep. his 16th goal of the year to put this one away. We thought Tanner Janot finally broke through and scored a goal, but uh, – Jeremy, oh, Lausanne, Jeremy, elite goal scorer Jeremy Lausanne gets his second of the season. Hey, man. I still – I know been in a this... lot of hate for him. Hey. But... No, I mean, he plays his role. I, we were talking about yeah. the penalty kill earlier. Jeremy Lausanne deserves a lot of credit for mm. how he plays on the penalty kill. Thank well, you. In, in the five minutes that I spend on Twitter a week now, because I just – I can't – I can't take it at the moment. Smart uh, moves there. Um, it seems like everybody blames Lazan for all of the shortcomings of the Preds this year. I think they, I think they definitely blame Jeremy Lazan for the water main break at Bridgestone Arena. I remember <laughs> it, it really yeah, does feel. That I remember way. seeing that it, it was like, it was it was fifty fifty between John Hines and Jeremy Lazan. Yeah, on who broke? The they're water like Lazan stopped up the toilet and broke the water main. <laughs> Breaking he, news! He get rid of him. <laughs> hey man, look, he's a third. Pairing he's not going to score a bunch of goals. He's at, he's a he goes out there. He's a uh, an enforcer. Like he he does what he does. Let it go. <laughs> I mean that's what I thought. That he is not as good or better than Yannick Weber or Corbin Matter. Holder or um who else? Luca Spiza. Luca Spiza. Oh my God, um, Chad. I'm sorry. I, I, I just remembered something. What? The new season of Letterkenny. Oh, came out. I watched it. Yep. Did you hear the Lucas Pisa re- uh, yeah, reference? And <laughs> oh I my thought gosh. Chad now I, I have it. to watch it. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. I'm going to have to go find the, that now. The first episode of the new season is probably the best episode ever of that series. Yeah. They did the a episode. <laughs> they did a whole big thing <laughs> with, uh, hockey player names. Uh, it was uh, what was it? It was sandwiches at the bar. Yeah, 
And they just had they just kept naming like all That's these awesome. sandwiches over and over, Love but it was it. hockey player names. It was very mm-hmm. funny. Good stuff for sure. That's hilarious. Yeah. So I don't know if I got if I told you guys, but like on my EA Sports NHL franchise team, you get to play with the Admirals too. And uh Lucas Spiza is my top pairing defenseman on the Admirals. So that's kind of funny. Oh wow. Cool. The dude has a wicked slap shot on that game. Like, I mean, he he looks like the second coming of Shea Weber on that game for some reason. So he's like the elite top pairing defenseman for the Admirals. He, uh, so yeah. He uh he must have paid the EA Sports guys some money. <laughs> he might have. So here's Mike Twitter works there or something. Here's our friend Boyce. He says, "Hey guys, yeah, we got some people jumping in and excited about the Preds win here." Mike Twitter says, "Ha, Lazan is elite. He made a big save in the sixty-plus save game too. Look, I mean, Lazan like lays you. his body out there. He lays his body out there. He's got a chippiness to him. Have y'all noticed how he kind of plays with the chip on his shoulder?" He's yeah. always got he's always got like a smirk on his face, like an agitator trying to get under the. He takes a little too many penalties, but we know that about him. Yeah, he we took like four tonight. <laughs> he's got a he's got to rein it in sometimes. He kind of gets a little little loose out there and just forgets yeah. that. Um, you know, he's maybe mad. He reads, go to penalty kill. He reads Pred's Twitter and it gets him all agitated. Lindsay, <laughs> hello, Lindsay. Our friend Lindsay's in here. Thank you for joining. All right, so the Preds get the win, three nothing over the Senators. Four games in a row, they've now won. Let's do a quick standings check, real quick, and see. Oh yeah, what's going on in the standings? Well, they haven't updated it yet, but they're going to move ahead of St. Louis and Colorado, forty-four points now, and now they're one point behind Wait, Edmonton, and they're two points behind Calgary. Yep. Yeah, it's still not updated. Yeah, update it. Come on. Probably I forget that Colorado's had such a rough season with all. And they the will. It will also. Oh well, that that's going to tie in perfectly to our preseason predictions that we're. About <laughs> yes, they will. But uh, look at this, guys. We shouldn't just be focused on the wild card race here. The Predators are now just three points behind Minnesota for third place in the division. Wow! Wow! And, and I mean, it's all. I mean, think about just not even three weeks ago how much we were talking about it's over rebuild time and it's just great like how quick things can change you know it's 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 crazy so you know that was my benchmark for this team coming into the season was finishing the top three you've got the roster to do it now Mm -hmm. obviously it hasn't gone as smoothly as i would like but lo and behold we're not even officially at the midway point of the season yet and the Predators are just four points out, or three points out of third place in the Central Division. So it's all about perspective here. All it took was a 10-game stretch to really just start making some things happen. Yeah, love it. Justin Gambino, Mr. Positive in here, yep. jumps in and says, laugh out loud, delaying the inevitable again. <laughs> yeah. For, for, for all the people who want to blow this team up and want to rebuild – they probably are not so happy about these last 10 games. And I love it. I'm, I'm all right with it. Lindsay jumping in here and says playoff bound Preds. All right. It's not, it's not Lindsay, it's Chris, but yeah. Oh, Chris is – all right. Well, Chris we got to – Chris is using Lindsay's – Well, we've got to throw some love to Chris. I came across a prediction from Chris listening to that episode. Oh, really? Yes. So, I will – we will get to that That's here in awesome. a little bit. 
because I was pretty impressed with the prediction that Lindsay shared from Chris. That's awesome. Um, in that episode. So we're going to show, show some love to Chris. When we get to I, I actually stuff. have to, I need to apologize to Chris because he sent me like two or three trades for our fantasy league. And I've totally not um, taken uh, him up on those offers because one of them, he wanted me to get rid of David Posternock. And I'm like, that would never happen. Man, no matter I mean, what. Bro, I'm sorry. You don't understand, Chris. That's that's his bay. That's, that's, yeah, this ain't happening. I'm sorry. I have him, Taylor Hall, and Linus Allmark on my fantasy league, and they're not moving. So thanks, though. Oh, thanks speaking of which, uh, we've got some comments here rolling about Soros getting his second career yep. all-star appearance. We shouldn't overlook that. Uh, Boyce jumps <laughs> and says Soros deserves his all-stars opportunity. Of course he does. You know, I – the whole voting on this all-star format, though, is just it's, – it's so weird because you pick one really player weird. from every team, and then you do the fan vote to get the last three players. So it's kind of like it, – it, it leaves room for a lot of snubs when, sure you, when, you, when you have to pick a player from each team. You know, and I, I get the – I get the – why the NHL does it because they want to showcase every team, and they want fans of all the teams to have a reason to want to watch because they got the, at least one player in. <laughs> But, like, it kind of sucks because the Predators are never going to get a, a second player in. I mean, I don't think Yossi's going to get a fan vote over mm – -hmm. I mean – No, they both did last year. But By the way, everyone, if you haven't done the fan vote yet, you need to go to NHL.com. You can find the ballot. You can vote ten times each day. Yeah. And you can do the same ballot, vote for the same player. So, just yeah. – Let's get all the support behind voting for Roman Yossi for sure. I even think I even think Philip Forsberg deserves some all-star love. He I'm probably won't, won't get voted in. Miko Rantanen is Miko Rantanen is definitely the biggest snub for the Central Division team. Miko Rantanen is a top ten goal scorer in the league this year, and he doesn't have an all-star appearance, so <laughs> he de definitely deserves a. Uh, it makes no sense. A fan vote. I'm going to vote yeah. for Jeremy Lazan. Or Dante Fabro. <laughs> All right. I'm going to vote for Cole Smith. Oh. Cole Smith you, is definitely on my all-star roster. You just riled he, up Facebook. He's going to score eventually, guys. It's got to happen. Hey, and it's going to happen what? when he, like, falls into the goal or something. I think what he's going to – no, no, no. My prediction is he's going to score an empty netter in the last game of the season. But wasn't there a point where he had, like, the most – times he hit the crossbar like it was like 10 times or something crazy yeah, he's, he's really good he's like, really good at hitting the times. post he's really good at that he just needs to like bring that down just a little bit down about that much and it'll right in <laughs> that's all he needs to do he's gonna score eventually he's been out with an injury upper body injury lately uh which has been uh leaving room <laughs> for mark jankowski to really settle in and line up i really like mark jankowski by the way mm -hmm. this guy is his really low-key, under-the-radar, been a pretty solid pickup that no one talked about when he got picked up over the offseason. Yep. I mean, I think he's got a lot of moxie. I, I, he, I think he plays perfect for his role in the in the bottom six. So, uh, we shouldn't look over Mark Jankowski. I like the dude. I think he's he's got a shorthanded goal this year. He's uh, He brings a little offense to the bottom six. Not a mm -hmm. ton, but he like I said, he plays his role well. So, uh, yeah. A little love for Mark Jankowski, for sure. Yep. Uh, I'm very happy with the way Jankowski's played. Mm -hmm. 
All the call-ups have played extremely well, to be honest. Tommy yeah, Novak. Tommy oh, Novak. Amazing. Tommy Novak's the – yeah, he's the main – Tommy Novak gets a primary assist in tonight's game against the Senators, giving him points in seven of his ten games since being called up. That's pretty go. damn good right there. There's your there's your proof. Seven yeah. of ten games. In the pudding, he's made, a, he's made a couple critical mistakes here and there, but the good far outweighs the bad with him, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, right now I don't see any reason – to tinker with this lineup right now. I know some people are thinking about Philip Tomasino and thinking it's only a matter of time before you call him up. Why would you call Philip Tomasino up right now? Let him keep doing his thing in Milwaukee and let this core team that seems to finally start gelling and building chemistry, keep them together. Of course, injuries can change that. But right now, things are really starting to cook for this Mm -hmm. roster. And I know that Hines is probably going to, change the lines here and there, tweak them. He, that's just the type of coach he is. But I am not shifting players in and out of the lineup too much moving forward. I'm keeping it with what I got right now because it's really starting to look good. I just can't wait for the first time he does do some line shifts. Just the the hatred you're going to see. He's, he's going to make a little, a little shift here and there, and the hatred is just going to come out. Mike Twitter says, I'd vote for Phil right now. So, Philip Forsberg only has one career All-Star game appearance as well, and it was his rookie season. We should be voting for him right now. He made the All-Star, he made the All-Star game, I believe it was 2015, when uh, the All-Star teams were like team captains. So, it was like team – God, who was it? It was like you had a captain for each team. And Uh-oh. they got to they got to pick their teams or whatever. And Philip Forsberg was on. Um, hmm. I can't remember what team he was on, which captain he was on, but uh, he scored a couple times in that game, I, I, if I remember correctly. Let's so. just hope that the All Star festivities are a little more exciting than they were last year. I felt that they were a little boring. Um, I don't know some of the some of the things were were just kind of not very fun as they like the fun things that they've done in the past. So I hope yeah. They, I hope well, it's in Florida. It's in South Florida this year, so you know we always have fun down here. So yeah, you should go. I've thought about it. I've got too many things planned here coming up that I I don't even know if I could fit it in. Honestly, it would be fun though. It would be cool. Yeah. All right. So let's let's move along here. Uh, Catfish on Ice, episode one sixty seven. As the Predators are now um, have won four in a row, they beat the Senators three nothing. Saros has another outstanding game. Thirty eight saves is what he finishes with. He has hundred and two saves over his last two Jeez. starts, so he is Love definitely it. confirming the choice of being selected as an All Star. Yeah, deservedly so. Before we move on, let's tell you about DraftKings real quick. DraftKings is our sponsor, <laughs> and. The NFL playoffs are here, everybody. So we got a new offer for DraftKings for all of our NFL fans getting ready for the NFL postseason. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, to kick off the road to Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. $200 in free bets on just a $5 wager, plus plus all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. No-sweat bet, I like that. 
Just place an NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? So that's pretty awesome right there. Even if you lose your first bet, they're going to give you another chance. How nice is DraftKings? How nice of them for them to do that? You lose, they're going to give you another chance and get, get you an even bigger bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes below for details if you have a gambling crisis and need gambling help. All right. Let's, let's, let's have fun here, guys. Let's look back at our... Preseason predictions. We had Stanley Cup predictions. We predicted the division winners. We predicted we predicted who we thought our sleeper teams would be from each conference. We predicted Vesna Norris Trophy, Hart Trophy. Um, yeah. What do you got? What 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 prediction do you guys want to start off with first that we can look back on? Work it up from like yeah, work up to like the the bit. Well, I don't know. The Stanley Cup ones are kind of they're kind of. Not How about we do our well, let's Miller, let's but... refresh everyone on who we pick to win each division. Okay. All right. This ought we to be all good. we all picked the Avalanche to win the Central Division. That's <sighs> normally that would look, be good. That would that's be, not uh, looking very good. good. And, and you know what's funny? When I went and listened to the episode, we didn't even really discuss it that deeply. We were all just like abs, abs, like no insight, no analysis. It, we were all just like, yeah. It's going to be the abs. Be even, yeah, and then the whole team gets injured. I don't <laughs> yeah. even think we threw in another team that would even – we just literally said Avalanche are going to win it. We'll move on to the next division. But, yes, the Avalanche have had an insane amount of injuries. But you know what? They're starting to get some of their players back, and they still don't look that good right now. They lost some guys. Yeah. Not I think losing Kadri really – I think losing Kadri was huge, really. Unfortunately, so they're in, they're tied for fifth place in the division right now. They're behind the Preds by one point. They are eleven points behind first place Dallas. Which, if 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 a team like the Colorado Avalanche, they could still get hot in yeah. the second half of the season and make our prediction look correct. But right now, it looks pretty wrong. But you know what? I don't think we're alone in that. I think most people have predicted the Avalanche, so I don't feel too bad about that one. Yeah. Really, Pacific Division. Oh, this ought to be good too. Myself and Kyle predicted the Los Angeles Kings. Close. I don't know how that. Let's see. Where are the Kings at? Ooh, they're second. They're, they're only four points behind Vegas. So they're second. And Rich. let's see, Rich, you do you even remember who you predicted? No, I can remember Stanley Cup prediction, and that's it. Okay, you predicted the Edmonton Oilers Ooh, fifth. to win the Pacific fifth. Division. They're also 11 points out of first place. So both your Pacific winner and your Central Division winners are both 11 points out of first place. Yep. Yeah, that Edmonton win doesn't look good. Not okay. A good look. The Metro Division, the whole conversation was a little weird. I definitely predicted the Rangers to win the Metro. You guys kind of agreed with me, but you guys also threw out Boston. You threw out Toronto. Um, we kind of talked about how Ottawa is going to be better this year. We talked. Kyle was big on talking about the Detroit Red Wings being a lot better this year, but I don't really remember you guys committing to any predictions on Metro. You guys kind of skipped that question. You dodged it. Hmm. Yeah, I probably would have said Rangers, 
but I, 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 I took the Rangers. Um, I wouldn't have said Carolina. I just don't, I can't ever say that. So I, I took the my... Rangers. I, I took the Rangers. You guys kind of agreed with me. And we, I was like, look, this team's on the cusp. They looked next year's their year. They got Igor Shesterkin. They, they looked great in these past playoffs. Um, just came up a little bit short. Yeah. They're only six points out of first. So that's a really, I mean, you got four teams within <laughs> six points of each other in the Metropolitan Division right now. So that yeah. division is completely up for grabs right now. So I don't feel so bad about my Rangers prediction. I feel like that could still work out. For sure. That division is stacked. Yes, I mean, is. shoot. Talk about a murderer's row. That is definitely and it, for sure. the Atlantic division. None of us predicted the Boston Bruins, so I think that's enough right there for us to feel like a feel feel like idiots. I mean, well, I thought Boston was going to be good, but not best in the last fifty years. Good. The reason the reason I didn't think they would be as good as they are is because uh, Charlie McAvoy had a surgery and he didn't come back until like the first of December, and Brad Marchand had a surgery and he was out. So I was like, they're just going to get too far behind. Uh, with those two guys out because they're key players and uh, they did not. And now they're even better with those guys. So yeah, it's they're, they're on quite the run. That's for sure. Yeah. So yeah, those Cop- guys came back and those guys mean, came back and hit the ground running. Yeah. They were, they were good. And they, those guys came back and they got even better. And then Olmark, I would have never seen that Vesna, um, you know, mm. caliber uh, goaltending by Linus Olmark. Yes. For sure. So you guys predicted the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are in second place in the division right now in the Atlantic Division. So you're not like it's not like you're way off on that, but they're 11 points back. <laughs> yeah, the the three Boston's got 68, and number two has 57. So three of your three of your picks, Rich, are 11 points out of first place. Yeah, it's kind of wild how all three are 11, exactly 11. I. I look completely wrong. I picked the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Atlantic Division. And even though they're, ha- they're having a good year, but they're 19 mm-hmm. points. The third-place team is 19 points behind Boston. Like, Boston is just, like, lapping the field right now, if we're talking, like, NASCAR terminology. It's, it's insane. They're, they're, like, lapping the field, and everyone else is just trying to catch up. They are 8-0-2 in their last 10 and they're on a four-game win streak. So we got we got Chris in here on the chat. Uh, he's a uh, he's in for Lindsay tonight, and I just said that I was going to give him a, a lot of props for a prediction that he made in the comment section during that episode back before the season started. Chris called it when he said that the Panthers were going to miss the playoffs. <sighs> Kudos to you, sir, uh, Chris, for calling that one because they will probably miss the play. They're bad. I'm not saying that it's for sure the the Panthers are going to miss the playoffs, but I still got to give Chris a lot of love for making that prediction because that was a very much a hot take when he made it. Mm -hmm. Very, yeah, 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 because. Well, the Panthers didn't play very well in the playoffs, but nobody really did. You've got the Panthers sitting at below 500, 18, 19, and 4. I don't think anyone thought the Panthers were going to be this bad. No, not this bad, for sure. There's like six six points out from a wild card. Yeah, and they just have it. They don't look – for what they have on paper, 
the, their roster and stuff, like they should not be this bad. They shouldn't have done what they did. So they both Lindsay, both Lindsay and move they made. both Lindsay and Chris called that. They wanted it, they wanted to get the shiny new penny. So props, the shiny props, new penny is not shiny. Props to them for making that prediction. That was a pretty good one. All right, let's get to um let's get to our Vesna trophy picks. <laughs> My prediction was UC Soros, and judging by the last two games, I'm feeling pretty good about that prediction right now. Pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, pretty good. Rich picked Soros. Kyle picked Igor Shosturkin. How is Shosturkin doing this year? I really he hasn't stood out he's to man. me that. Yeah, he's man. Yeah, he's definitely not playing like he did. But you don't. It's not like a clear cut race right now. I would say. Oh, for having Vesna. Yeah. Well, you know, I think Connor Hellebuck has something to say about that. That's what yeah, I heard the other day. He's having a great year, and he's a big reason why the Winnipeg Jets are such a surprise team in the division right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's one of my fantasy goalies, so. That's a good See, pick. I mean, Igor Shosturkin, he's got an 18-6-6 record, 2.48 goals against average, .916 save percentage. Still very respectable numbers for Shosturkin. So he's not like he's having a horrible, just bad year, but he's – yeah, it's just not as good as he was last year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do – you know, when I went back and listened to that episode, I got to give Kyle some love, though, because in our whole Vesna Trophy talk, even though you picked Shesterkin, Kyle also brought up in depth how good Connor Hellebuck is and how much we forget about how he is still an elite goaltender in this league. So I got to give Kyle props. But – you said in that same breath, you said he's got to play for a really bad team in the Winnipeg Jets. And the Jets are surprising us this year. They're surprising all of us. I think I picked the Jets to finish sixth in the division, if I remember correctly. So I, I was completely yeah, I wrong on the Jets. The Jets. All right, let's go to our Norris Trophy picks. Everybody said Roman Yost. No, no we, I, didn't. I, we, I took Miro, I took Miro Haskin in for the right. Stars, which I feel – Hey, I feel pretty good about that. I'm not saying he's for sure going to win it, but I he's I got a no, chance. The Stars are a first place team, and I took a mm -hmm. big a bit of a hot take there for sure in that prediction. <clears throat> and let's see, let's see where. where what do you What do you look at? Are you looking at? Hastings got 30, 31 points in 38 games. We all know the Norris Trophy is an offensive award, even as yeah. much as we don't like it. Uh, 31 points even in 38 games. Even when the most games. offensive doesn't win all the time. Yeah. That's true, too. But I think Hastings is <laughs> just a really good all-around defenseman. Yeah. So, Very good. So <laughs> I don't feel too bad about that. So, I guess none of us picked Eric Carlson because he's kind of back <laughs> right now, right? <laughs> no, nope, uh, Rich, you picked Roman Yossi. He's eighth, eighth right now. If you're going, and uh, Kyle Ooh. took Kyle McCarr. McCarr, he's fifth. So I think McCarr it's still very first. much up for debate on our Norris Trophy picks. I don't think I think our predictions look decent, but it's still very much up in the air. This was a really good one. We predicted who would be the most improved player on the Predators. Hmm. Most improved. Most improved. 
Sorry to break it to Rich and Kyle, but you guys predicted Philip Tomasino. <sighs> not even. I picked Cody Glass. Which look at you. Hey. He, you can certainly Pretty make good. an argument for that. I, I even is went as far to say that I think that he could be a 30 to 40 point scorer this year, which I don't know if he's gonna hit that threshold. I mean, I he's looking pretty good for it, honestly. It's yeah, not I mean, 30, 40 goals, 30, 40 points. I think that's very he's got 11 points good. this year. He's got 11 points. So if he can, he's right on that just short of 30 point pace. If he can add a couple more points here in the next couple games, he'll be right on a pace for 30 points. So I got a chance. I got a chance I, there. I would I would say with the information you had at the time, that's a good, that was a good choice. But I will say, guess who my second choice was? And I said I was going back and forth on him. I almost <clears throat> said Ellie Tolvin. <laughs> I, I didn't end up We're making hoping. the prediction. I didn't make the prediction. I did take Cody Glass, but I you, threw in Ellie Tolvin and said, oh, I really want to take Ellie Tolvin. You were just hoping. By the way, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up, but Ellie Tolvin looks very, very right at home in, in a Seattle Kraken jersey. They're playing on his offhand and playing on the power play. The okay. dude just needed it. Did you guys see that power play goal from him tonight for the Kraken? Mm-mm. Oh, it was pretty. A gorgeous yeah. setup. Gorgeous setup. Surely Man. nobody's ever said that they should do anything like that. I mean, <laughs> I need to stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> I threw. I, I threw out a. Um, he might not a, have ever been good here. I he threw out a. I threw out a gif uh, after I saw his goal. I threw out a that basically shows a guy saying, "You saved me," and that's yeah. Ellie Tolvin into the Kraken franchise that they got him away from John Hines and his system. Yeah. You know, a, ch- a change of scenery does people a lot of good. So, yep. I'm happy for him too. I'm yeah, I'm happy for really told him. Oh, I, I wish him nothing but success. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad he's on a team like the Kraken because that's an yep. easy team for me to root for if the Predators yep. aren't in it. So, yep. um, yeah, I wish him tons of success. I hope. I think yeah, he's got sure. a good chance there. Yeah, it just, just didn't work out. I know people don't feel that way that it just didn't work out, but <laughs> all right. One of those let's, get, let's get to our hard trophy predictions. You guys both had Austin Matthews, mm. and I took Matthew to Chuck. I took another <laughs> hot take. Without, that was a hot one. Hey, hey! Sometimes you gotta take. You can't just pick chalk every time. Rich, That's right. right? You, can't. I know. you gotta take some chances every now and then. And then you our did. sleep. We we picked sleeper teams from each conference. Oh, this ought to be good. Myself and Kyle both took the Predators as a sleeper team. Okay. That could end up working out. We'll see. My other sleeper team from the Eastern Conference was the team that the Predators just beat tonight. I took the Ottawa Senators as a sleeper huh. team. Um, I I think the Senators have been a little bit of a letdown this year. Um, after losing tonight, they fall back under 500. Yep. I thought that uh, Alex DeBrinkett and Claude Giroux would be um, a little bit bigger contributors for them so far, and they haven't been. I, I thought that what the Senators did in the offseason was going to make them a little bit better than where they're sitting right now. Mm-hmm. So um, it's another team where you look at the roster on paper and you're thinking they should be better than where they're at right now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. But they're not. 
Kyle, your Eastern Conference sleeper team was the New York Islanders. Which that's not uh, too bad. That's not too bad. I mean, they're worse. There are they're, they're only six points out of third place in the uh, Metro Division. So that that could actually end up being a really smart prediction by you, Kyle. When it's all said and done, I got my fingers crossed. Please don't say that I said Columbus. You did not. <laughs> <laughs> You no, know, you, you did not say Columbus. You were off the hook there, Rich. You didn't. No, you know what, Rich? You're gonna come out. You're gonna come out looking really smart. This is your best prediction of the night, right here. You took the Boston Bruins as your sleeper team. I, I told you why I thought I, I would have never thought that they'd be this good. If any, if anything, you mm-hmm. undersold the Boston I Bruins did. by calling I, them for sure. sleeper team. I did. And you're. Uh, your Western Conference team was the Los Angeles Kings. That looks like – I think that looks like a good sleeper That's pick good. by you. So, um, good. Rich comes out looking pretty strong with his sleeper pretty team good. prediction there. All right, let's get to our Stanley Cup predictions. That was our last one that we had here. This is the one that I do know. We all had the Avalanche representing the Western Conference. That could still happen, all right? All, if, I'm telling you right now, if the Avalanche get in the playoffs, no one's going to want to play them. Yep. So I, I don't really feel that bad about that prediction. Still, I don't. I, I I'm just waiting for the Avalanche to just go go back into beast mode and just reel off ten wins in a row and be right back in it. Like you they know they it. got it. So I, I just I think they're they have something in store for us in yep. the second half of the season. I had the Canes beating the Avalanche. Rich had the Maple Leafs beating the Avalanche, and Kyle had the Rangers beating the Avalanche. Mm. So, that's pretty good. We will see. I'm feeling pretty good about my Canes pick, guys. You should I really. And after watching that game against the Predators, they got goalie. They get one of the best goaltending performances in NHL history. Was the only thing that was going to get the Predators to beat yep. the Hurricanes that night. That yep. Canes team. And some of the other games I've watched them play, they're so fast. I mean, they just. They don't stop coming at you on both ends. They're surprisingly a really good defensive team as well. I mean, they were just harassing the Predators all night, just putting all this pressure on them to turn pucks over. And, I mean, that should have easily been a 6-1, to 6-2 to win for the Canes, at the very least, if not for Soros. So I'm feeling feeling really good about my Hurricanes pick right now. I I think they look really good. If you put Nashville against – Carolina in a seven-game series, Nashville would win maybe one, two. I was going to say probably go five. You can't count on Soros to make 50, 60 no. saves every game. No. No. Absolutely. So, I think five is probably a good number. Yeah, for sure. The Canes are worlds apart better than the Predators are mm-hmm. on, on yeah. most nights. Yep. Just not that I, night. I started to say same for like capitals, but I, I don't know. Capitals are good, but I, th- I think they can win more than one or two against them. Okay, so there were some other uh, quotes we made throughout the episode that I think was really <laughs> funny. Um, Rich, I seem to remember you saying that the reason why you have so much faith in the Oilers is because <laughs> we all we all said that Jack Campbell was a great pickup. <laughs> for the Edmonton Oilers. And that was going to get them over the top. Ooh. Wow. We all said that? We all agreed on that. Right, yeah, we were all good. nodding our heads. Good, good, good. Um, and then 
ridiculously. Kyle, even though you picked the Kings as your division winner, you told us all to not sleep on the Vancouver Canucks. They are dark horses. Oh, that's a bad one. That's a real bad one. That's almost as bad as my uh, Ellie Tolvanen most improved player pick that I almost made. But this is all in good fun. This is why we like doing predictions because, sure. you we know, it's a crapshoot. What, what does Rich like to say? These predictions are a crapshoot anyway. It's all a crapshoot. It's all a crapshoot. You have no idea. Being a general manager in the NHL is a crapshoot. That needs to be the next catfish and ice shirt, just in quotes. Just put, it's all a crapshoot. I don't know. I think you got goalied would be a good one. You got goalied would be a good one. That's pretty good. We were going to do the greasy goals shirt as well. We got to get something down in the works. Yeah. For sure. Which I I seem to be hearing the greasy goals thing. It's like going around now. Like a lot. Like that's like a popular thing to be saying in the national market now is how the Preds like to score Mm -hmm. greasy goals. Mm -hmm. For sure. All right, that was fun. All right, let's wrap up episode 167 of Catfish on Ice, brought to you by DraftKings, promo code THPN, and the Hockey Podcast Network. Let's uh, talk about just how far the Predators are away from a Stanley Cup and compare to how far the Titan. I know, I know, Rich, you're not a big NFL guy. I watched the game, though. I did watch the game. I was so hard. I I haven't watched – I haven't watched a full NFL game all season, but I watched that one. I, watched I was speechless. I was speechless for like I, I couldn't say anything watching that. Yeah, game. like I was, it was just like such a horrible way to end the year. The Titans lost seven games in a row. Yeah, that to was, end their season. Yeah, I hadn't kept up with it, and I didn't realize that. And when I heard that, I just like I, I couldn't even believe it. I couldn't even believe it because I just don't keep up with it. But. And the way they lost that game, they. Yeah. Gave up a fumble for a touchdown. Yeah. Oh no. To lose the game. They're winning 16 to 13. The defense was doing everything they could to get this thing over the finish line. Mm-hmm. And they fumble the football. It bounces in the air right into a Jaguars guys, and he runs it right in. Scoop and yeah. score. It's just I, like I think I think they lost too because Troy Aikman really wanted the Jaguars to win. Like, I'm sure he was, he was all about talking. He could not talk enough about uh, Tennessee's quarterback, you know, being his second game or what, whatnot, um, you know, and you just can't do that. And, you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, come on, Troy. Losing in that fashion. Here's my hockey comparison to losing like the Titans did in that game. It would be like if the Predators – were playing in game 82 and they had to win that last game of the season to get in the playoffs and you're tied in the last moments of the third period and you give up a shorthanded goal. That's my hockey comparison to how the Titans lost that game. It was just I I agree. Yeah, I agree because I was like, you know, it was like they were winning and I was like, hey, man, they got a chance. They got a chance. And then just, just didn't happen. So, let me. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Kyle first. Just off the top of your head, how do you feel? Who's closer, or no? Who's further away from winning their first league championship, the Titans or the Predators? Oh, the Bears. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget you're a Bears fan. I'm sorry, man. Oh, hey, we're number one. We have the number one pick. Did you guys end up getting the number one overall pick? Yes, for real? we have the number one overall pick. Okay, so you're going to take the Alabama quarterback then. We have our quarterback, though. 
So I'm Ooh. really hoping. So you might take a defensive player then. I'm hoping they trade back and get a couple of picks. That would actually be the smart move. Yeah, trade with trade with a team that uh, needs a quarterback. That needs bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's our catfish on ice NFL draft talk of the year, right there. <clears throat> yeah, so, I don't even know what you're talking about. No, I real quick, before you before you go, Kyle, we got to share some uh, Mike. Uh, let's see, Mike Twitter wants uh, he's hoping for a catfish on ice hat that says "Bang" on the front, similar to the Smash ones Ooh. with the catfish and ice logo on the side. Ooh. Mike Twitter's on to something here. We haven't done That's a hat a good in a idea. Put the logo on the <laughs> side and then put the sm- put the bang up front. Ooh, that's good, Kyle or Mike. That's good. Yeah. We're I'm gonna write that one down for sure. And a black, all black hat. And since I Mike came, and since Mike came up with the idea, we'll send him a free one. Yeah. When we come up with that. Well, we should put uh, you know how you can get it stitched above the the back of it or, or the hole? You should have put like Mike Twitter. Across the back, there you go. Like your little letters right across the, the back. Be your, be his own personalized hat. Hell yeah! yeah. It's like he's, yeah, that'd be good. So are you? So Kyle, are you ready to say that the Predators are closer to a Stanley Cup than the Titans oh, are to a Super Bowl? God. They're both so sketchy. It's <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is sketchy. It's a good way it's to put hard. it. It's like. Today, as as we sit today after watching the – if I look in a vacuum of the entire rest of the season till now and I look in the last three days of performance, last week of performance, the Preds are closer. But if I look in the last years of performance, the Titans are closer. Yeah. yeah. So here's here's <laughs> my argument for why I say the Predators are slightly closer, and it's not because I'm being prisoner of the moment here. I compare a franchise goaltender to having a franchise quarterback. The Titans do not have a franchise quarterback. They have a decent quarterback. Ryan Tannehill's decent, but we don't even know if Tannehill's going to come back next year. Like it's that, uh, like they might blow up this entire team this year. They've already fired a bunch of coaches Mm -hmm. today. So the Titans are literally a mess right now. They are completely going to tear up that team for the most part. Uh, Whereas the Predators, at least for now, they have their franchise goaltender that can get hot at the right moment. And that's why I have to say that the Predators are slightly closer than the Titans are to bringing Nashville its first pro sports championship in a major sport. But it's close. They're both still very far away in their respective yeah. sports, most likely. But I, So I'm always, I'm always going to say – It'd be the NFL. It would be the Titans. That are, that's closer. I, I would because the reason being, the Stanley Cup is so hard to win. It's so many games. It's four you know, seven game series. Four seven game series. No buys. You don't get you a buy. You, you don't first yeah. round buy like in football. Absolutely, and you know the that's the season's point. longer. It's a, it's more of a grind. You know you 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 got to rely on some luck. You got to rely on, you know, is my goalie going to be hot at the time? And it's just like the NFL, you know, you play, you get on a hot streak. Like the Titans could have went to the playoffs and they lost seven games in a row. You know what I mean? I don't know. It just yeah, seems you like win your division. Yeah, that's you win true. Your division and, you know, and then anything can happen. I don't know. It always just seems like it's. it's I do feel like. Not easy, maybe. but. I do. To push back on that, though, even though you have to win fewer games to get in and all that. 
it's I, the way I push back on that is one and you're done in the NFL sure. playoffs. That is true. Whereas in hockey, you can lose one or two or even three mm -hmm. games in a series and still eke it out and make it to the next round. Mm -hmm. I also think right. that the NFL is is way more top heavy in terms of there's like three or four teams that not a chance in hell the Titans were going to beat them, right. even if they did make the playoffs. Whereas yeah. in hockey, I feel For like sure. you've always got a puncher's chance. That's why the Stanley Cup playoffs are always so hard to predict every year. Yeah. Very rarely does the President's Trophy team ever win the Stanley Cup. It's such a hard postseason to predict. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we saw it in 2017 when the Predators went to the Stanley Cup. Yeah. No one was predicting them then either. So yeah. I just put them slightly closer, but it's a really Still intriguing question to ask. <laughs> I put the poll question out there on through Predlines and asked the same question. Uh, let's see how many votes it has now. Um all right, so the final results, over 320 votes were put wow. into this poll asking who is further away from a league championship in Nashville, the Preds or the Titans? So further away. 47% said the Preds are further away mm. than the Titans, who got 38%. Your third option was when does baseball start? <laughs> Which got 15% of the vote. So clearly we have some um, – we have some fans that have just checked out on the Predators this year. They don't even care. They just want to wait for baseball season. That's funny. So that's some Braves fans there. That's yeah. a pretty close vote, though, if you ask me. The fact that 38% said the Titans, yeah. that's pretty surprising. It's just – it's like you said, though. It, it's so far away. It's it's like you can't even – you can't even see it on the horizon. But. So – with all this talk about this, it got me thinking, and I wanted to go back and look at how long it took teams to win their first Stanley Cup, current NHL teams right now. So you got the Predators. They're in their 24th season of existence, and, of course, they haven't won a Stanley Cup yet. There are teams who have played way longer than the Predators. I'm talking That's way long. longer before they got their first Stanley Cup. You still got teams who have zero cups right now. The Vancouver Canucks, 52 seasons, and they still have zero Stanley Cups. The Buffalo Sabres, also 52 seasons of NHL existence, zero Stanley Cups. The St. Louis Blues had to play 50 seasons before they won their first Stanley Cup in 2019. The Arizona Coyotes, 43 seasons, zero Cups. The Kings 40, had to play 43 seasons before they won their first one in 2012. I, I really couldn't believe this. The Capitals didn't win their first Stanley Cup until 2018. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. It's because Paul was their GM for so yeah. long. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Uh, Sharks. God. Sharks. 31. <laughs> San Jose Sharks, 31 seasons, zero cups. The the Dallas Stars slash Minnesota North Stars didn't win their first Stanley Cup until 99. The Senators are 30 seasons in, no Stanley Cups. Panthers, 29 seasons in, zero Stanley Cups. And you got the Predators at 24 seasons. You know, so, you know what is another big, huge drought? The last time the Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup. 56 oh, yeah. years. <laughs> 56 years. 56 years since they've won a Stanley Cup. It's crazy. It is really crazy for a franchise like that to go that long. Still, like, you, people would argue the most popular team in the NHL. Like, everybody, you know what I mean? Like, 
everybody knows who the Maple Leafs are, and they haven't won a Stanley Cup in 56 years. But I still can't, I still cannot get over the fact that the Titans Oilers have been a team since 1960 and have never won a Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when did they move to Nashville? When, how uh, long ago was that? In 1999. They played one year in Memphis. Right. Which I think, which I think was 1998. Yep. And they played one year at Vanderbilt football stadium. And then they opened up their current stadium uh, in 1999, uh, 2000, which was the year they went to the Super Bowl. They went to the I Super Bowl. They went to the Super Bowl yeah. their first year playing in their new stadium, which was pretty yeah. cool. I actually saw them twice in their old stadium. Uh, I watched them one time play the Steelers. And then another time I went down for Monday Night Football and they played the Chiefs. It was pretty good in the old stadium. So. There you go, guys. Pretty good. All right. This has been episode 167 of Catfish on Ice. If you're watching on YouTube right now, hit the subscribe button below. Follow us on Twitter at Catfish Ice. Comment on the live streams. Subscribe for the notifications when you can watch uh, live episodes with us, or you can watch them later. Just subscribe to the YouTube channel. We appreciate all of our listeners hopping in and commenting tonight as we roll on this season almost at the halfway point of the season and the predators are making a push they're making a push it's pretty awesome the team seems to be coming around so uh this roller this roller coaster ride continues guys predators hockey glad glad to see them finally making the push all right gentlemen we will see y'all later have a great week everybody we'll see you next week for a new episode take care later everybody Have a good one.